right. Yeah, should we do an intro? Like, a, yeah, should there we'll, be like a. Yeah, since this is the first one that'll probably end up going up, we'll just give a quick, quick uh, idea as to what we're doing. So, um, as you all know, we are members of DMs After Dark, and uh, it's been a great time just getting to do this um, endeavor. What started off as just all of us kind of playing RPG games together. Uh, turned into something that we were like, you know what, we can share this with other people, we can introduce other people to RPGs. And um, yeah, just get like nerdy, get crazy with it. So it's been a lot of fun. But we had the idea not too long ago, to do a um, interview style uh, recording. So meet the the DMs, meet the DMs. That's right. So, and I think it's going to be great because some of us know each other, like you and I know each other. We've known each other for years, but some of us don't know each other very well. Like uh, Christian and Sarah, I don't know either of them very well. Right. Um, Although I think think, they've been playing together for a while. So it is exactly. And I think we've actually tried to structure uh, a good mix in the interviews we're going to be doing. Like you and I obviously know each other very well. I think sure. Amber is interviewing Jess, which is going to be fun because they're very close. Oh God! But then yeah, <laughs> there's going to be there's going to be a few where it is going to be you know how well do you know this person and you know for six people who've been gaming together for going on almost a year now or more in some of our cases. Yeah. Um, it is going to be interesting to see, you know what I mean? Like there are blind spots for sure. Like we know how each other play games, but how much do we really know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so so, so this will be a good opportunity for us to get to know uh, each other more. And also for the viewers to get to know us more, not only as gamers, right? obviously that first, because that's what we're all about, but also just get to know us a little bit more. Yeah. So. There'll be, there'll be sprinkles of our real lives somewhere in here. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And uh, we do have team uh, chaos interviewing team wholesome uh and vice versa because yes. we just thought that that would be nice and spicy which i still so. hope i still hope that uh we did polls a little while back to see who thought what and the, the people were pretty dead on with that kind of stuff but uh as we play more and more games i think people will start realizing just how divided those lines are how cleanly Listen, divided. i i i'm slightly disappointed that i was just unanimously chaos I feel I feel like sometimes I have a little element of wholesomeness in here. It's funny. Your characters, you you tend to have very Troy as a person. It's actually, you know, it's funny because people voted on Jess. This is probably gonna get cut because this isn't meeting the DMs, <laughs> but um people voted on Jess as a person, even though Jess plays pretty chaotic characters, and people sure. voted on you because your characters are always just ridiculous. They are, <laughs> ridiculous. they are so and yet you are one of the more wholesome people I've ever met in my life. So sure, sure, that's fair. Yeah. But you play chaos. <laughs> I do. I do. When I'm thinking of my character concepts, I'm like, what is a really just outrageous concept? And then how do I make that work in this game? Yeah. 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 It's the concept first Uh, and then it's the game mechanic second. Troy, enough about you. This episode's about me. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. That is true. So, (laughs) so um, let's get things started off before we get into the D and D thing. I'm going to give you just like, give you like two minutes to just, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, man, I suck at talking about myself, actually. I will talk Perfect. a lot about the stuff that I'm nerdy about. But sure. myself, like my actual being, uh, I've never been good at self-promotion. I've never been good at talking about myself. But here goes. The, the quick rundown is uh, I'm Rainy. I'm a ex-musician. Uh, I played in a lot of bands throughout my teenage years and 20s. Uh, was lucky enough to play in some bands that got to tour a little bit, um, wrote 
a lot of what I still consider to be really good music with some of my best friends. Um, it is. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I've always had some kind of creative outlet. And yet, for some reason, that never really panned in my actual like life trajectory. I've always been very n- nerdy as far as like n- biology goes. Um, for a while, I thought I was going to go into medicine. I didn't. I ended up uh, going full hippie. And now I'm a... Uh, wetland biologist yeah so like I'm always outside I'm always in the woods I'm in the woods I'm hiking around for my day job I get to walk through the woods and go to wetlands it's pretty great swampy boy yeah I'm a swamp yeah I'm a swamp bender (laughs) for sure um so yeah I mean other than that um you know I just had I have a coming up on a one-year-old so that's very fun (laughs) we can tell Um, the bags under your eyes that gives it away I uh I uh can't wait to introduce him into whatever he likes doing but yeah i mean mm. i don't know i mean this i'm honestly not an interesting person <laughs> i'm um, just overbearingly excited about nerdy stuff I, I think there definitely is something that you left out that i would love you to touch base on which is the fact that you were like a nationally ranked um super smash bros champion no, or something no, no, like no, that no 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 okay well close. okay no. you're humble i played competitive but i played competitive. played competitively uh yeah. yeah i would i would not say i was even up there um I did all right. I, I competed for a little bit in New England, but I got stomped by anyone who was anyone around here. Interesting. Okay. Do you have a go-to character? Just in out Smash? Um, yeah. Because everyone's like, played Smash or no Smash. Yeah. Like um, literally everybody. Honestly, I'm one of those awful people. And this actually makes sense. This segues well into like how I like approach a lot of things in my life. Um, yes, I have a main. I like Luigi because he's just a goofball um, in Smash. Um, but I'll also play um i like inkling in in smash ultimate a lot um but i'm one of those people who i'd rather get pretty good at any every character than really good at any one character yeah um you know and i do that with with rpgs a lot too like i'm not good i'm not great at any one part of gming but i'm ready for just about anything yes Uh, i'm that person who will be like I'll trash talk in smash and I'll be like, let's play right now. Like, obviously, obviously no items only like, you know, tournament stages. And I let you pick who I beat you with. Like, that's how confident I am in smash. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not that great, but oh, uh, no, I'll dude, beat you I will tell you anybody. right now, if I went to a local <laughs> tournament, I would get stomped in a minute uh, for sure. Oh God. Yeah. Casually though, you would dominate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good among uh, people who don't know better. <laughs> It's all about it's all about setting the audience, right? Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> well, cool. All right. Well, Rainy, thanks for thanks for that little introduction for for everybody here. Um, we'll start off with some of the more kind of structured questions. So we as a group went over some different uh, question ideas, primarily around RPGs. And um, oh, I kind of know this answer, so I'm excited to ask you this. But the first question was, who introduced you to RPGs, and uh, what was the and what was the first game system that you played? Yeah, uh, well, Troy, that would be you. <laughs> that would be you, and we played uh, D&D 3.5. Um, yes, yeah, we did. Was, yeah, it was uh, what a time. Uh, yeah. Mm. I, we started with the real crunch, you know? In fact, I believe, and I don't know if you even know this, I believe I still have a couple of your 3.5 books downstairs in my library. You you might, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, you can have them now. You've yeah. earned them. Yeah. Uh, oh, thanks, but, 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, 3.5. That was uh, that was the system I grew up with too, and it was it was very very mechanic heavy. So yeah, I'm not was, surprised that that sparked your interest for mechanic stuff. Yeah, I'm a huge mechanics nerd. As we go mm-hmm. through these um these podcasts and these meet the DMs, um, we always joke about it on modified roles. Um, Christian and I are the um you know, we have a problem with our collections. <laughs> um, we just can't stop buying RPGs, but like I digest mechanics. Like it's just get all the sweets in the world. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like 3.5 really set me off on that. Cause like when you start getting into games like that, that was like the beginning of like real bloat in an RPG system. Yeah. You know, it so really many was. books, so many options. Honestly, mm-hmm. like if you wanted to play a very specific character, you had to follow the most perfect feet tree and meet yep. all these prerequisites. And like, in a way, I think it's funny that that's where I started because now I'm like a, I love mechanics, but I actually love breaking a mechanic down to the simplest thing it can be kind of thing. You know yeah. What I mean? Which is not 3.5. Not 3.5 at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Objectively that's not. Yeah. yeah. Um, although, you know what, there may be some hypocrite in that because I'm not a big fan of 5e, but I like Pathfinder 2e, which is crunch in weird ways, mm. but okay. I don't know. It's a, it's about boiling something down and I've realized that mechanics are, about designing something to do what you want it to do you know right I mean? so anyway i think you introduced I think, me to rpgs troy yeah which is wild because i didn't know that until you said it on the modified roles podcast i really didn't know that i was the first person to introduce you to rpgs technically um, i will say technically. this technically uh lynn's best friend my wife's best friend your cousin lynn my wife um her therefore friend, still me yeah her best friend uh <laughs> <laughs> her ex-husband uh technically showed us we were away for a weekend um and we played some munchkin and that okay. actually got me like really like oh this is fun i like this you know what i mean like card games because we munchkin like, is amazing yeah. yeah and um and he just happened to have the playtest of like D next which was uh the playtest version of 5e um and we did like one like two hour thing when we were like away and i was like i don't understand what's going on at all but I think that was just enough for me to be like, what is this role-playing game thing? And then that's mm-hmm. when you were like, oh, dude, I do that. <laughs> and yes, I just, yeah. I, I didn't even look like that could have been the most shallow pool of water ever. And I just dove face first into it as deep as I yes. could. Yeah. And it worked out great. I mean, look at where we are now. Uh, you're, you know, fully vested in It has consumed my state. life. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I recall, I feel like I think we started obviously hanging out because I was hanging out with Lynn and Ed yep. uh, and, and the, the gang, so to speak. Right. Yep. Um, and uh, I think we started off with magic because you played yeah. magic for a long time. Correct. And, yeah. And I liked magic too. So magic was kind of, it's wizards of the coast. Yep. Um, and it was kind of a really good segue into role-playing. Yeah. Um, magic is really not that far off from role-playing because you have to have a creative mind uh, to to be competitive, to build, mm-hmm. you know, good synergies and combos. The artwork and stuff is pretty inspiring and it's very similar to what you would see in a lot of the high fantasy role-playing games, that kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Um, honestly, it blows my mind that it took D&D so long to make official magic projects. Like that, I yeah. can't believe it took them to like the last, yeah. the last few years. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. No, that was, that was, uh, that was good times. Um, you know what would be really fun uh, and maybe we can post it up as a like a bonus content or something but I remember be, um, before I had left uh, moved to Iowa yes. you had somebody you had somebody on 
was it Reddit or yeah, go yeah. Ahead and talk, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Go ahead. Yeah. And to this day, it's actually kind of funny because um, to this day for all of the games I've run, all of the campaigns, I've run long campaigns, published adventures from, you know, from start to finish. I've been lucky enough that a lot of groups don't get to do that. Uh, we didn't yeah. even finish our campaign. We were playing a homebrew story of yours, um, but it was just like our first experience. And you know that like everyone watching this will know, they'll be like, oh man, that like first yeah. just you know invested character all that stuff yes. um and you were going away for the air force and i just went on reddit and i was like hey if anybody could just draw my party and i gave a little blurb about each of them and somebody was like i'll take a stab at it and then gave us the most ridiculously amazing perfect <laughs> oh, absolutely it was, in, it was incredible um they're like Unreal. I'll, just, I'll take a stab at it and i was like you know today like if if it, i didn't know any better like today yeah. i if i got that back from somebody that's a easily hundred dollar commission yeah like yeah i'd like give them money more, exactly you know what i mean yeah like that person deserves so way more than just my upvote on reddit but young yeah, me was just yeah. like cool troy here you go you know yeah um, yeah that was amazing. i should track that person down <laughs> yeah but yeah we should we'll, I, I, it's electronic there's got to be records so. yeah well i'll put we'll post it on the socials um with this when when this goes live and uh I'll see if I can give that person credit, you know, 10, Absolutely. 11, 12, who knows how many years later. Let's talk um, them up for sure. Maybe they do that for a hobby. Who knows? Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, that was awesome. Your, your first character was uh Mog, right? Mog, yes. Mog. Tell us yeah. about Mog. Tell us about your first character in a role-playing you know game. What? And I think that this uh, really set the table because Mog was a gnome druid, like, that's me in a nutshell, like a little literally rainy yeah. shit stirrer um, <laughs> with who just wants to be out in nature. That's me, you know, and yep. to this day, nobody plays gnomes. I fucking love gnomes. Give me more gnomes. gnomes. Are great. I want gnomes. gnomes. Are great. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I had this big uh, wolf companion um, that I would ride around and ghost. yeah. And oddly enough, uh, fittingly, you killed it. Pre, that was pre, um, pre no, no. Thrones pre-game of thrones which yeah, is yeah. crazy right because then game well, of thrones came out pre me knowing about game of thrones because that came out in like the 90s but still yeah oh sure the oh, show yeah, the it was pre the show the yeah yeah um but yeah um yeah and then of course you killed it so it was a fitting name Dude, that was sad that was really sad <laughs> that was one of the last uh one of the last sessions we had too yeah and yeah. in and in my grief i jumped into the arms of a vampire and you were like that's like negative level drain, bud. And I was like, this system sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was perfect timing. Cause that would have kind of went off the rails a little bit if I yeah, was yeah. sticking around to continue yeah. that, but that was a great, <laughs> it's a great campaign. That was a it lot was of fun. It was very fun. All right. Let's see what we got here for the next question. We talked a little bit about um, the wonderful person that introduced you to RPGs. Yeah. We talked about your first character. Humble beginnings. Um, this, this is a cool one. So I actually don't know how you started segueing from being a player to being a dm did you just kind of absolve the role of a dm when i left and started doing your own stuff tell us about that yeah i am 100 the person like we've talked about who wants to uh, like <laughs> i don't understand and yet i'm so grateful for these people because they are the player base of all rpgs i don't understand right. the people who just go like i want to play but won't read the book like give me the book i'm gonna read it i want to know it all like tell me yeah, more about yeah. how this this system works you know I mean? again maybe this is me being a biologist you know what i mean like i have to understand um 
like how right something functions like the why, systems what behind makes this yeah. work you know what i mean and right. I, and i want to define the things that are incredibly important cogs in this machine and then like the things that are like beautiful little fluff and you know what i mean like the, the things yeah. that make it go and the things that make it beautiful you know um right. so yeah once um I just bought like on Craigslist or eBay or something, a bunch of 3.5 books and just dove in. Um, and then I was like, oh, I have plenty of my own ideas. Let's make this happen. Mm. Um, and I want to say one of the first, like I ran a few things that like, you know, with gr- the, that group of friends of ours from our hometown, um, but you know, nothing committed. Plus it was like me learning. I think the first thing that like, I really was like, I want to DM and I have ideas. And I actually recently found my notebook for it was it pokemon no but we'll get into that i recently found my notebook for it i had a job (laughs) as a uh undergrad college person through summers where i was a park ranger and we worked the midnight shift we worked uh midnight to 8 a.m or 10 yeah and then zach yeah yeah uh, zach wasn't there yet but basically what happened was we worked this graveyard shift and we were park rangers everyone who was staying at the park is asleep like unless there's an emergency we got like three jobs to do and otherwise uh, this is where if anybody ever catches up if we blow up uh my old manager is gonna be like that son of a bitch but we had like (laughs) we had like a half hour lunch or whatever you know that we would take at like 3 30 in the morning but instead we would play like an hour and a half of D every night of our week of yeah. our work week um and so it was me you know i would go we would play an hour and a half of D. we'd go do our work and then we the next day i'd wake up or whatever and i was an undergrad college kid i had nothing but time so i would just write what are we doing tonight in D? and mm-hmm. it was a summer's worth of like imagine five D sessions a week you know what i mean like that's crazy that's it, so much and it wasn't and it, we didn't get to play five days but it was like it was a lot and yeah. that was what really honed my storytelling because like it wasn't one of those things where i could overthink it like i had to prep an encounter an npc you know what i mean like yeah and like it made my improv skills better and maybe you know what i mean it was just it was the perfect storm of just running a game and that campaign was was really great like it was all newbies other than brett who was like you know uh a little i played a little bit yeah yeah um and we just we, we just yeah went crazy that's awesome. I can't believe you found that notebook too. That's wild. I recently found it. Yeah. Like, I don't Holy even know how God. it survived all these years, but I opened it up and I was like a hand-drawn map of like, you know, like, yep. yeah, Dude, uh, of the Dale lands where like, I was just like, <laughs> why do I, why did I make this in the Dale lands? Like one of the most random forgotten realms places. Right? I just like opened yeah. up, pointed at the thing, went there. That's the there. one. Yep. I've done that too. I feel like yeah. we've all done that. Like yeah. if anyone's played 3.5, especially getting into it, you're like, I don't know shit about any of this. Uh, yeah, this yeah. one, <laughs> yeah, pur- purple lights sound cool. Cormier, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> Cormier, exactly. Sure, and you don't no, know anything that's about awesome. it. So then, so then you went from kind of playing with your home group, and eventually you started doing more um, published adventures, right? Because you did yeah. Storm King's Thunder with your with your home group, and you played the whole thing through. Yeah, that, that went we've super done super well. Yep, we did Storm Kings. We did. We had six people but like we ended up swapping a few so i think all in all we had like six, seven or eight characters like players through that campaign mm-hmm. then we had another group of like mostly the same group um go through tomb of annihilation um mm-hmm. yeah i've had some luck running published adventures and uh you know we all know i'm not the D fan anyway so i can say this um i think that wizards of the coast's adventures are pretty lacking like as far as sure. 5e goes um i've never run older ones but i've heard equally math things um, but again, it teaches you a lot about how to write and 
run adventures, you know? Right. That way um, you can take your own creative liberties and make it what you yeah. will. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, I'm lucky enough to have players who, when I ask them to come with a character with a decent backstory, I, I've always told my players, bring knives to the first session like i want something to stab you with at some point you know what i mean like right give, proverbial give, knives by the yeah, way yes, Rainy yeah, is metaphorical not, not knives. <laughs> don't bring real <laughs> knives to my games please um no yeah, and i want to stab you <laughs> oh, no. um yes bring metaphorical knives in the form of um important details from your backstory that i can use to juice up the story um right. but i've I, you know what it was is like and it is things like that where like it was right around that time when my little homebrew experiment kind of ended for the summer and I went back to school and uh, it was like, Oh, I got to run more games. And I was just disappointed in like running published things Yeah, um, that I just started running other games. I found like other games. Um, yeah. Mouse guard was one of the one, first ones you got into Pokemon, yeah. right? Yep. Pokemon yep. tabletop games. Uh, there's quite a few fan-made ones, obviously no official ones, but I mean like, mm -hmm. that's the dream, right? Like playing a Pokemon trainer. Like that's what everyone wants yeah. from an actual Pokemon game. That isn't right. like holding your hand. Like you are still nine years old going like, okay, right. don't worry. You're not actually ever going to lose. You know what I mean? Like right. you, but you want to be like, and this is something again, as a, as a biologist, as an environmental scientist, Pokemon's such a cool thing. Like evolutionarily speaking, like how all of them would yeah. function ecologically in a world like it makes yeah. such cool things that like even the pokemon franchise i'm like bro like we would not be living in a world that looks like that if we had electricity generating creatures you know what i mean like yeah first of all there would be there would be a lot <laughs> of uh yeah. like mafia smuggling mink yeah. no uh, listen, <laughs> listen not all of my games are mafia pieces um, but it's just because it's so close yeah. to real life though that's why but um but yeah, uh, I ran Titan's Grave, Ashes of Alcana, Will Wheaton's game that uses the age system, um, which is published by Green Ronin. It's a really cool 3D6 system. And it taught me immediately, like the Pokemon system was dice pools and it was all big, big, big dice pools. And I went, okay, I don't, I don't like that. Nobody likes that. Right. Nobody like spending right. 15 minutes adding up their rolls. Right. Um, the age system was a nice probability statistically well-designed system that I'm surprised has never really caught on. Um, but you roll 3d6 plus modifiers and stuff like that. And 3d6 is a very nice distribution curve. Like you get very yeah. predictable results. Um, right. But it makes that like that roll of a 16, 17, 18, you're like, oh snap, that's fire right there. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, and it makes those threes, threes. and fives Ooh. and yeah. Oh, bad. <laughs> yeah, real bad. Um, yeah. But that, that was my beginning of mechanics loving. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to I wanted to touch base on something else too. So in addition to running for your home group and for, for mm -hmm. our group, DMs After Dark and stuff like that, um, you started running uh for the library as well. Uh, yeah, which which um I've also had the opportunity to do a little bit with. I know in the past they do the uh, West Warwickons, which are West always Warwickon. really fun. <clears throat> yeah, those are great. And uh, you got to play, I feel like the past couple of years you've done Dungeon World and that I've, was- I've run a Dungeon World one shot awesome. every single West Warwickon. And uh, yep. I love Dungeon World as a fantasy game alternative powered by the apocalypse systems. That was my, actually, that's another good one. That was my introduction to PBTA, powered by the apocalypse games. Uh, 2d6 plus modifier, three degrees of success, um, mm -hmm. or, you know, the mixed success failure and um, unmitigated success. I love, I, Dungeon World's great. As much as I want that game, as much as every time I run that game, I want it to be like this, like serious, like um, it just can't. It just, it just can't. Get, no. It just gets ridiculous. It just it gets absolutely bonkers off the wall, and it's so I, fun. 
listen, I know we're, I know we're obviously on like a set time limit here, but like, if you wanted to just, just really quickly, just talk about some of the key points and the one that we all played together and just, <laughs> yeah. just yep. how it went from one thing to another, it's, it's a collaborative effort, like a collaborative yeah. world building. Yep. Uh, so that's really cool. Cause everyone gets input, but holy shit what was our quest like the yeah, end goal like, it does um <laughs> well it, yeah uh, i've been lucky enough to have recurring players too that liked it the first time enough that yeah. they come back but uh i think the whole thing hinged on this one character that our friend kelly played who was greg the pious but greg not the pious but not pious p-i-o-u-s p-i-e dash o-u-s <laughs> greg the pious who was on a, a holy quest as a paladin to find the truest pie what is the truest <laughs> what is what is the perfect pie and so like there's so much room to just get dumb there like you know are we talking yeah. pumpkin pie are we talking apple pie are we talking blueberry cobbler are we talking meat pies you know yeah. what i mean um yep. yeah and then you get into like is fruitcake a pie and i, I don't think it is but, you know, you can get it. <laughs> but yeah so we had that ridiculous quest line and everybody else's character was just like along for the we ride. just kind of went along with it yeah yeah because you just described food at one point and she just goes but could it be a pie? You know, yeah. your character, Caesar. Troy. Yeah, your character was a ranger. And uh, in Dungeon World, the ranger's companion gets to put tags on it. And I believe you made a oversized tactical like war pigeon. Was yeah, like yeah. Pigeon? it was like a hunting, hunting, ferocious, intimidating, like humongous pigeon. Pigeon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. always like we just it scout ahead and we'd just be like, you know, walking down the trail and we just see this pigeon just covered in blood on top of like a buffalo carcass, and we're like, what the fuck? Dinner for the night. You know what I mean? Yeah, there he is. There it is. Hunting pigeon. Hunting pigeon. <laughs> so um, good. Yeah. It's a great so, game. Yeah. That's true too. I mean, I, I will joke about it forever. I like mouse guard is a game that um if you've read the mouse guard comics by uh david peterson you know you look at the art and you go oh how cute it must be such a cute little story and yet let's be honest name mouse fiction that isn't at some point kind of ridiculous like you have yeah. red wall by brian uh brian jocks um that series is not exactly like it's kid friendly i guess it's like middle grade but like characters die like they have swords and yeah. they stab each other like rats are like brutal warlords and stuff um yeah. if you read the mouse guard comics like like mice are helpless against anything like everything yeah. will kill a mouse Crap, and like cats, people die yeah like, poison yeah. yeah like they die you lose yeah. care like it's it's brutal um mm -hmm. and mouse guard is supposed to be a game that does kind of like bring that oppression and like make you work for everything and yet every time i run games they just get dumb like i really just embrace the stupid that's my it's your group GMing. too sorry no it's fine it's great <laughs> uh, it always ends up with like mafia undertones and illicit drug dealing i always have a gun somehow yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm about to start putting the kibosh on that right no more just <laughs> random guns listen it's it's fine <laughs> okay um Rainy, what's your favorite memory as a GM? Oof. This is a tough question, but I think how long we've been playing and how many games we've run and how many incredible sessions I'm sure we've all had. Mm. I mean, I know I personally can think about sessions where literally players myself have like cried. And then oh, like yeah. other times where we've like laughed so hard hysterically and we still have these jokes you know 10 15 years later yeah so what is what is the most i guess 
either either your favorite GM memory or like maybe the most impactful moment you've ever had in a campaign where you were the GM? I've had moments where like, you know, most of the, the group has been like brought to tears during a, a moment. I've had moments where like we've had to like take breaks to like laugh. Like you said, I don't know if I can pinpoint a like one moment that was like the best feeling. If you mm-hmm. want, you can think about this. And yeah, it doesn't have to, to be, it doesn't have to be the best, right? It could just be very impactful, right? So yeah. maybe it was a moment where everybody cried. I don't know. But yeah. um think about that. We'll go on to the next mm-hmm. question, which is what was your biggest, what was your biggest game master blunder? So what was maybe it was a flopped campaign, maybe it was like, oh shit, I didn't read that correctly. Um, I know you um, talked about it on the last Modified Roles episode where Jess had this like golem that was injecting people with these <laughs> like these buffs, just yeah. giving it like, you get Cat's Grace, you get Bear's Endurance, temporary hit points. And Jess is like, what the hell? Why is this This is a bad this? monster. <laughs> um, so. my, uh, my biggest blunder is, um, I'm not going to say I didn't respect the moment, but I didn't know, I definitely didn't handle a character death well. And what I mean by that is a character willingly like sacrificed himself, had a moment, wanted it to be this big moment. All these things had like been going wrong for him. And it was like, you know what, if anyone's going to bite the dust, let it be me. And he had, he was started. He was, um, he was a grave cleric and he started, this was tomb of annihilation. So in tomb of annihilation, um, resurrection revivifies off the table. He was a grave cleric. So like, that's a strange first off, like um, yeah. moral place. Handicap to yourself real quick. Yeah. Right. Um, and he ended up switching deities halfway through the adventure because like the hopelessness got to him and he was in the jungles of Chult and there were all these like old gods and like all these, like, right. you know, uh, you know, Chalton deity, like you know, all this stuff ended up switching in a very desperate moment. And it was like, he ended up switching and he became uh, like a worshiper of like a fire elemental, like burn everything down. Like that became his new thing. Like if, if nobody can be saved, nothing's worth saving, burn it all down. And he went out in a blaze of glory. And I said that the flame God that he'd been worshiping uh, approved and like a Phoenix from the ashes, the fire raged and he was reincarnated. And he came back and he didn't want to come back. And we rolled Mm. on the chart and he became an elf. (laughs) So not only were all of his human woes, Mm. his like family suffering from this curse, this death curse, all this stuff. Now Uh, he's going to outlive them. Now he's going to live forever. And now he's, you know what I mean? Like, and, and in a way we were like, that was okay. But then like, after like a few weeks of thinking about it, I had to be like, my bad, bro. That was bad. I should not have done that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that should have 100% been on him. But in the moment, I was going to say, yeah, you know, that could, that could have been, it sounds like it had all of the key elements to be like an incredible thing. Um, But it would have taken some consulting with the player first. Right. Well, And And it was, and it was one of those things where he came back and it was like, right. Like reincarnations off the table. Right. So like that shouldn't, one shouldn't have been able to happen. They just beaten the bad guy though. So like, did it, was it enough time to make all the stuff happen? Like there was a mm-hmm. lot of just like mess about it. You know what I mean? In the end, yeah. I felt really bad about it. 
Okay. Well, I know, and we don't have to talk too in depth about it. And I don't even know the whole story, but I know for one, you know, for, for role players in general, sometimes either life gets in the way. We talk about scheduling, right? Like, oh my gosh, it's been over a month since we've played good society because of just scheduling conflicts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes life gets in the way. You have kids, you have, you know, changes in job schedules, sick family, whatever it may be, right? Um, and sometimes your groups dissolve, but sometimes groups dissolve because of more, um, miscommunications yeah miscommunications and conflicts within the party and the group and it's always terrible to see that happen um Mm -hmm. especially when it results in like you know good friends you know parting ways or whatever it may be and i'm not saying this happened but have you ever had an experience where you had to kind of deal with that manage that and you don't have to go in depth on it or say names or anything like that but um less than the scheduling issues and stuff like that um like i said i ran i run for a pretty big groups regularly i'm lucky enough to have friends who want to play yeah like so i have to cycle friends in and out of games and like for long-term campaigns i have to like kind of uh make it tough and whatnot but covid honestly like Mm. 2020 like between um you know (sighs) my wife working in the medical field um Mm. you know so we have to be super careful we don't want to invite people over while she's dealing with sick people every day you know what i mean yeah Um, i get that getting pregnant having a kid um, we couldn't invite people over because she's pregnant and then we have a baby and then, you know what I mean? Um, right. so like my home games have effectively not existed. Um, mm. uh, that's another reason that COVID, DMs After man. Dark happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. and it's been such a blessing that we can play digitally and, um, and we said, well, if we're going to do this, just put it online. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, people need right. games right now, you know, but, um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, that that's been rough because I, there's a few friends that I will admit I'm awful at technology. Um, like I am not good at texting people. I hate social media. Um, mm. You know what I mean? Like I run our Instagram and uh, to all of you who follow us on Instagram, thank you for putting up with my <laughs> severely lackluster posts. Um, <laughs> posting schedule. Like I am not good at it. I don't like, like I said, I'm out in the woods all day. I'm not trying to be that on the phone. No reception. <laughs> it's not your fault. You don't have reception. That. You know, I'd rather be looking for salamanders than right, crafting right. some social media posts. You um, should be in charge of the aviary where, where we have like the messenger pigeons. That's what you need to do. We need yeah. to get that off the ground. And I will breed <laughs> the biggest hunting pigeon you've ever seen, Troy, for you. <laughs> Ruthless. Um, I love it. But yeah, that's been I, the biggest, that's been the biggest bummer. And, you know? and anybody who plays RPGs um, and has in the past, you know, few years or whatever, everybody gets that like literally that's something that hit the whole community hard it it had i mean it was a world-changing event yes i tried for a while to i tried for a while to run for other groups on like world 20 and stuff like that it's just tough you know what i mean like um because it'd be one thing but like it's a it's a whole new set of skills too for dms to have to transition to onto setting up setting up a roll 20 you know what i mean like setting up that like learning how to do all these things like yeah you could just like crudely draw stuff or play theater of the mind on zoom or whatever but like it's nice when like you have this really cool setup and it works but that's yeah. work for the dm for your gm to a ton put a, in, ton, you know, a ton. ton of work no matter how I proficient you are at you know a system like roll 20 i feel like it still takes more time than just drawing something on a map like, i'm still running another storm king thunder group uh group through for the library and we've just yeah. stayed um we've just stayed on roll 20 and on zoom because uh, you know, I have a kid. One of my players had a kid. Like everyone's just it's being easier. Yeah, it's easier. Um, 
and I'll be honest, I spent way more time prepping. And granted, I've run this adventure, but I've spent way more time prepping Roll Twenty for yeah. that game yeah. than I do like prepping the monsters and stuff like that because right. it's just a nightmare. It's in ugh. yeah. I've had a little experience with that at the library too. When I was doing the youth youth program, we ran on Roll Twenty, and you know, it's a learning curve, but it's first of all, it's a great uh, outlet. It's a great option. I'm glad that they have it because some people love it. Some people yeah. absolutely love it and it makes gaming possible for a lot of groups. But yeah, um, but you're right. It is. It's a lot of work. So. Yeah. All right. How about that? Uh, how about we get back to that favorite GM moment? Do you, oh how, did you think of something? Um, hmm. I don't I, I can't I can't feel too bad that you're stumped because you literally sent me these questions. So this is fair. Well, and I told you when, <laughs> when I signed up. Well, you've been telling me the whole time. You're like, forget that. I got questions about you. Well, no, but you know, free form and it's fine. Yeah. I mean, we don't um, have... I'll say this. After our Storm King's Thunder home group um thing, one of my players um surprised everybody with hand-drawn pictures of each of our characters um wow. and that's they awesome. are and he's an incredible artist like that's his job he's a graphic designer and no uh, he drew these amazing sketched pictures and i got one as the dm and it's that you know classic hood over you and i'm holding right. a, you know a floating d20 in front of my face um and you know like i said I've, I've only gotten that one bit of art done in my whole dming career for for a party but for him to be like this meant so much to me um Wow, you know, and he came out later and said like he was in a pretty rough spot before we started playing D and D, and that was the first yeah. time he ever played. Uh, he was one of my wife's friends playing Destiny on PlayStation. We'd never met him in person, but she was like, "Hey, like you said, you were interested in D and D. My husband's starting up a campaign. Do you want to get in on it?" He came to my house. He just hopped like and just slotted right in. He's become one of our closest friends. He's still in my home group, and. Thank um, you. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and he drew us these amazing pictures. I'll post those too. I'm going to make a note. Post yeah, all what the a great story. Somewhere. Yeah. And like, I've had a lot of players, you know, say how great, you know, like not to toot my own horn, but like, you know, thank me for running games. Thank me for, you know, impactful moments in game that like meant a lot from what whatever was going on in their lives. Yeah. But getting something physical from somebody being like, this meant so much like here, I want you to have this, you know, it, and it's not, that's not an uncommon thing. I mean, for anybody that isn't into RPGs or is just getting into it where this sounds way over the top, you'd be surprised if you do this for long enough and you have a consistent group and you're close friends. Um, it's unbelievable the impact that role-playing games and that those experiences and those sessions can have on you. I mean, like I literally have a tattoo sleeve inspired by Shadows of Esther and a campaign yeah. that we've been running yeah. because it means that much to me. You know, yeah. it's been it's been such a great, incredible experience. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Definitely post those pictures up. I will, so yeah. <laughs> that would be great for people to see. And I want to see them too. I haven't seen them. Actually so. uh, shout out Rosso. He did our logo. So uh, let me see if I can. Oh, okay. The detective 20 over here. That's that. That's oh. our dude. Damn. Okay. Yeah. I did not know that that was the guy that did that. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Thank you very much. We appreciate <laughs> it. Um, So I feel like we're getting to, towards the end here. I've yeah. got one. I've got one more thing that I want to cover because I feel like, um, Rainy, I've known you for a while, and mm -hmm. uh, you're, you know, getting to know who somebody is, getting to know their past and how they got involved with RPGs. It's it's wonderful because it can help you understand more about why they work the way they work, what makes them tick, that kind of stuff. But yeah. 
something that I'm really excited for. Uh, and I don't know if you're willing to talk about this, but is okay. the 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 rainy of the future because I know oh. you've been working on something. Oh yeah, and and uh, this is this is going to be incredible. Uh, <laughs> do you want to do you want to talk about what what you've got going on? Are you talking about what me and Christian have been working on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if, probably no surprise to anyone listening and has listened to the DMs After Dark and knows that I am that mechanics nerd um mm -hmm, i'm mm -hmm. dipping my toes into game design uh quite a bit um i've actually got two games finished one at 80 percent, and then christian and i have been working on the most um ambitious uh game i've ever considered being a part of uh Crazy. called rust well let's not change the name yet it is a near future apocalyptic rpg um it's not a genre I'm typically like super jazzed about, you know, I'm a high fantasy sci-fi nerd. Like I love, mm -hmm, like I digest mm -hmm. a lot of that um, in books and things like that, but Christian brought it up and we have a lot of PDFs between the two of us. And I started yeah. scouring all of the games I had about like, you know, apocalyptic games. And for some reason, and maybe, maybe this is, maybe this is why we'll find out depending on how well uh, our game is received, <laughs> but they all have like, they, they all go too far in my opinion you know what i mean um either it's 200 years in the future and um you know stuff exists and you're just dealing with it or they specifically tell you too much like you're playing in a zombie apocalypse or aliens have invaded or mm -hmm. whatever but like it's not about that immediate you know oh snap can i even survive you know what i mean so yeah. our game is designed to be three months after the fall you know what i mean like we want to avoid the few weeks to first few months after a catastrophe because that's just going to get sloppy and messy and nobody wants to talk about that trauma yeah yeah but I, I get that but our game wants to talk about uh if i didn't have electricity tomorrow and i had to go build a hut in the woods <laughs> Could I find How water? would you do? Could, yeah. I, could I find water? Could I, uh, could I hunt? Could I do whatever? And then yeah. as I survive those first few months and like whatever's left of my hometown, you know, yeah. the are people, people you've are known people and... banding together and how are they doing that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. we have these really ambitious ideas. Uh, I came up with an innovative dice system that I've never, a dice mechanic I've never seen in any other game that I'm very proud of. And I've done the math. Yeah. I, I talked to one of my friends who was a math major. I think he has his master's in math. And I was like, hey, run these numbers for me. Does this work? And he was like, I don't know what you want it for, but here's the stats and the probability. And I was like, I think this works. And so pretty good. we've designed, we have over 170 pages in a Google Doc right now. Yeah, from- Ah, uh, uh, damn. Yeah, like, uh, and not all rules, but like flavor. You sure. Know, like you're going to have, you're going to yeah. have your player phase. You're going to have your community phase. You're going to have- right. um, uh, like we aren't home, we aren't rewriting. We're not porting. We're not homebrewing an existing system. Like we're actually uh, making a pretty cool game, in my opinion. <laughs> and I yeah. hope that I hope that people like it. You know. Oh um, man, I'm so I'm so excited yeah. for this. And the fact that you and Christian, it's a joint effort, yeah. is awesome. Because I know Christian is just as passionate about RPGs as you are, it's and just been, as well versed. It's I mean, been let's be such honest. an interesting combo because like we started just throwing ideas like spaghetti at a wall, you know, spaghetti at a wall. Yeah. But yep, we, what quickly, yeah. we quickly realized like, 
I will handle the mechanic stuff. And yeah. he is just so good at like the big picture stuff that I'm so bad at. You know what I mean? Like, sure. yeah, he just needs to tell me, okay, like this exists. How does this work though? And I go, dice, 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 dice this way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. it's, and it, it, we've been, it's, it's surprising how quickly it just turned into this crazy big thing. Sarah's yeah. been helping yeah. as well. Shout out to Sarah. Yeah. She's she's been our like foot in the real world. <laughs> well, we're in a dark room just going like like des- <laughs> design goblining. <laughs> uh we've been like, Sarah, please pull us back from Bring the void back. and let us know if we're 50 crazy feet enough. of hemp rope, we're going yeah. in. Take it. <laughs> exactly. Oh uh, shit. That's amazing. I'm super excited. Uh, well, you know, it'll definitely be something it's... that we're going to play test on DMs After Dark. We're oh, gonna oh absolutely. It, so. Absolutely. And you heard it here, folks. This is where you heard it first. <laughs> Rainy is, he is literally building and constructing an RPG uh, with the help of some friends. So no problem. Yeah, no, it's not a problem. It's fine. We encourage you. That's what friends are for. Uh, ooh. Um, well, I think... We're probably coming up on that on that time here, Rainy. Is there is there anything else that you want our DMs After Dark Army to mm. uh, know about you, or just um, advice or anything like that moving forward? I will say final final closing thoughts, kind of. Yeah, thing. let me say. That. I think three things. I'm going to say three things, but then I'll get to two and go. I don't have a third. Here goes one. Um, <laughs> you you learn from mistakes. That's a big thing. And like in, in RPGs, mistakes aren't going to be catastrophic. I promise you. So yeah. if you've been thinking about running a game, run a game, try it. You know, you're going to learn a lot about the system that you've been running and like, you know, about what you bring to the table as a storyteller, as a DM, as a GM, whatever. Mm-hmm. The second mm-hmm. thing is that you can never be too informed. Um, a huge explosion happened in my mind as soon as I stepped out of D&D. And I, I will... In this group, we always joke about it. I am the person who's the harshest on Dungeons and Dragons as a game. Um, mm-hmm. It is the Kleenex of RPGs, and I have no problem with people who are playing D anD D, who are running D anD D. I'm sure they run incredible campaigns. You can, and we look, will at some point. Yes, yeah, so you can look yeah. online and find people doing incredible things with Dungeons and Dragons. But right. those people are either very experienced and very comfortable with the system to the point where they can tweak it like Brennan Lee Mulligan, who is an absolute virtuoso at dimension 20. Uh, Like that guy can take a game designed for orcs and um, you know, like dragons and run a high school game or run a game of Thrones candy game. Like, yeah, not a lot of people can do that. (laughs) That takes a lot of work. He is incredibly good at what he does. Instead, if you want to run a game like that, there are other games out there and I implore you, to even if you don't have a local game shop that carries indie games itch.io drive through rpg you can find pdfs for less than ten dollars and even if it's a game that you go i'm not a huge fan of this uh running it or digesting its mechanics will do wonders yeah there's always transition to other games i mean there's always bleed through you know yeah i mean like we said this is our mission statement is dms after dark and i will be a broken record about that forever and three, I said I was going to say three things and run out after two, and that's where I'm at. So, uh, you know what? Many your word, Rainy. Many your word. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you very much, uh, Rainy. It was awesome to just be able to to talk with you, catch up with you. 
um, get to hear a little bit more about your um, just kind of what brought you into this you wonderful did, world of RPGs. So, you did. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. So hopefully the viewers, hopefully you guys like it. If you have any questions um, or if there's anything that you want to see for the future interviews, because there's going to be six of them total. Um, please, please let us know. Let us know. We we want to uh, we want to get as much engagement and involvement from you guys as possible, because without all of you, this would just be something that we still continue to do without streaming. And it would be amazing and super fun. But uh, you know, we wouldn't get the, uh, I guess, gratification of introducing be, other people. Honestly, it just means a lot. Anytime we get a comment, anytime we get anything, yes. um, we're just glad you enjoy it. You know what I mean? Um, we're putting it out there, but it, it means a lot. That or if you don't, there's yeah. something to be said for trolls. We, you know, I'm just <laughs> well, saying. I like criticism, you know, <laughs> let me, let me know. Let yeah. me know. I'll do better. Absolutely. Yeah. Get good scrub. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you again for joining us. Uh, here at DMs After Dark. We hope you enjoyed it and uh, we look forward to um, hearing from you and seeing you all in the near future. Until next time. See ya. Bye, guys. Cue outro.